So I got a new robot and I wanted to make it a house under the table to live in. So I took a cardboard box and I put tissues in it for its bedding and that way it would have a place to sleep. And then I took um, a cover for um, Tupperware and I added blocks to it so it'll have a table. And then I put um, a small chair, that way it can have a place to sit on. And I added a blanket for its carpet and a flashlight, that way it'll have some light. And I gave it a door with the tablecloth, that way it would have a nice place to live. of Curious About Art with George from the International Association of Play-Based Art Teaching. I'm very excited to be sitting here once again around the Red Kitchen table um, talking to my father George Sakelli and sharing um, this moment with with all of you. So today I walked in um, and there was something new greeting me, um, a new vacuum. Um, and all the parts were laid out, but more excitedly, um, you had all of the the box parts of the box getting ready to bring to school, um, which is something that I've grown up with, knowing that um, the part the box and all of the um, insides are very exciting, almost as exciting as the actual product itself, whatever it is. Um, that we were always allowed to play with those, um, which was wonderful, and construct with those and. Um, you also generally brought a lot of that to school as well, so um, it was nice to see them ready to go. <laughs> the, the Dyson box uh, of the packaging materials in all the boxes um, are, are fantastic. Really some of the great design genius, unheralded, unapplauded design genius of our times, people who designed the padding materials for these items. Although the Dyson, the vacuum cleaner itself, and it is interesting, it came with a little booklet about yes. the different design museums that this vacuum cleaner was in <laughs> and ex exhibited and, and how... In the Museum of Modern Art, there are Picassos, but there are also Dysons. Yeah. <laughs> so um, um, I think it's important that we strike that balance in our teaching as well. So not only am, going, am I going to show the Dyson as a vacuum cleaner, but to uh, show the kids pieces of art. Can't borrow the Picassos, but the Dysons I can bring to class. And um, I think I, if doing that regularly 
to to bring in the great design pieces of today, the great juices, the great um, toasters um, as masterpieces of art, as as great pieces of design. Um, it's interesting how this has been like condoned as a great piece. I mean, it's so wonderful that they put that in there. As these are the places that you can also see this, um, you know, not Costco and uh, <laughs> Amazon, but at the Museum of Modern Art and the Victoria Albert Museum, yes. uh, which is kind of exciting to yeah. to see. It was also exciting that they have a whole thing about uh, education and how they do a lot of um, education to go along with this for kids. And the idea of it being not just the engineering part of it, but also the the art and engineering part together, which is wonderful. Yeah, it's uh, kids love taking things apart just as much as they love building things. In our previous sections, we talked about block playing, but to look inside, and uh, this is something that. Um, um, we try to encourage in all kinds of ways. And uh, our trip, for example, to um, uh, flea markets or um, um, thrift stores, uh, I think is an important part of it, where we can get old appliances and uh, clocks and uh, um, um, all kinds of mixers and hair dryers. Uh, and, and just seeing uh, children with different screwdrivers in their hands. After all, we don't have home economics, we don't have shop classes, but we have art classes. And right. we have to Who take else is our... going to teach them to use a screwdriver? <laughs> <laughs> so this is, we have to take on all these roles. You know, we, we hammer, we take things apart. Sometimes we use the hammer when it's difficult to take things apart <laughs> and we break it. And that's also part of art, you know, right. breaking the mold. Um, but there's a great fascination for kids to discover. Um, and inside today's technology, for example, we take apart keyboards, uh, we take apart uh, the mouse, of course, um, and, oh, talking about uh, microphones. Don't touch my microphone. <laughs> not, not, not this one, but, but there are many old microphones that we've, the kids have taken apart. It's always better when kids bring their own art supplies as, um, as a beginning of artworks. And um, so when they do the collecting and bring in things to take apart and look inside, you know they're curious and you know that uh, they are ready to uh, uh, tackle that old typewriter with its millions of parts. Sometimes they just love the parts as artworks. That's one of the things I actually um, do with my classes is they... They take things apart. Sometimes they bring it in or sometimes I have things for them. But um, yeah, there's such excitement of, of taking it apart. But then they also create something new out of the parts. And that, that part is exciting as well to, um, to use those parts and, and repurpose them into to different pieces. And, um, and then they share them. So we might have part of a um, old phone and part of a typewriter together. But there's always kind of a an interesting uh, share pile of, of parts going on. But I, I don't know what's more exciting for them, honestly. I think uh, taking it apart or, or just trying to figure out what, what they're going to create with it. So, um. the Many parts of it are exciting. I think the trading is exciting. Right, yes. Um, 
I think the auctions that we hold in the classroom, you know, who can think of ideas for this part, going up for bids <laughs> and uh, making a game out of it. Um, I also love to collect uh, the parts boxes, the, the clear little drawers that you can find in flea markets or secondhand stores. And those parts boxes are wonderful displays, like a display in a museum, that the part is something special and beautiful in itself. Mm -hmm. So some kids may have a, um, a screw collection and, and others may have... Uh, um, may collect um, uh, buttons or uh, or um, uh, switches. Or one kid, I, one child, I remember was collecting uh, emblems from different appliances. Hmm. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that they realize that these parts also in themselves are are, are wonderful artwork. I think I mean part of it is when they take it apart themselves, they see more of the beauty in it. Um, I think that that's always fascinating is that when you've discovered it yourself, right? Um, I've discovered all these parts in a phone that I didn't know existed. Um, you know, often they'll come to me and say, oh, look what I found, look what I found. And you know, <laughs> it's part, part of the phone. But yes, I mean, they, they feel like they've discovered something new. Um, you know, they've been using that object for many, many years, right? And didn't realize that that was how it worked. That's what was inside. Look at the beautiful... Um, I think it's some of the old phones or some like some beautiful metal strings inside, right? Um, and so that's very exciting to to use, but they didn't know that was there. You're also introducing them to the beauty of old technology. And yes. I have a large collection and uh, uh, they love to get it in their have it in their hands of old phones, uh, the land the old landline phones, uh, which are great to take apart. Uh, but but to see the old tape recorders, the old um, uh, eight-track players, and uh, and other items, the old television sets. So, oh, my clock collection! I forgot. How can I forget that? <laughs> my old alarm clock collection. So they, it's also history, and um, I, I do believe that you have to fall in love with beautiful things. And uh, kids will fall in love with um, great antique toys or modern uh, appliances and uh, objects um, way before they learn to enjoy Rembrandt or um, the masters of, of painting. So, um, and, and these objects we can bring in and share with them as, as artworks, as something beautiful. Um, so um, some of the collections, one of the collections that I recommend that is always a big hit in class is the collection that I have of um, uh, clickers, remote controls. <laughs> and even to realize that there's a remote control for garages, the remote control for televisions, the remote control for all kinds of things. And to see the first remote control, which was like a ray gun, you know, it looks like a space gun mm. that was used to remote control televisions. So I've been collecting it, they're still very reasonably priced, and you can develop a great collection. Game player controllers especially are amazing designs. So um, by having this in children's hands and even reading the instructions of go, stop, play, um, pause and so forth. 
they remote control each other. They remote control each other while drawing. So you, you create a drawing and somebody is pressing the remote control. And there are all kinds of imaginary games that you can um, find uh, kids inventing with remote controllers once it's in their hands. And of course they can take it apart as well. Not my collection. <laughs> <laughs> Other remote controllers that they find. Yeah, I was just thinking there's so much you could do. So many different lessons and ideas that you can come up with with remote controls. That's so wonderful. And, and then the hair dryers, the old hair dryers, and even the new hair dryers, always the old and the new compared. And compared to what? To lots of things. Uh, to space guns, for example. Mm -hmm. um, not for having guns in class, or, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, space guns are, are, as toys, they're really beautiful toys. And, um, but the kids can convert these things into, into magical things. Um, I, I have seen incredible futuristic spaceships and jets and space stations made from, this, uh, from these uh, hair dryers. And um, uh, blenders, for example, uh, great robots created from the blender and its parts. Uh, so the future can be created from the past. From once you start uh, taking it apart and free to manipulate it the way you want. Yeah, it's wonderful to, to kind of see those two together. One of the things we were doing with the, the Dyson is they were showing, uh, we were looking online and there were some wonderful videos of the past Dysons versus the Dysons today, right? And having those, um, you know, even that type of comparison is interesting in terms of the design. Um, and how it's how it's changed over time, and how you know as future designers, what can we do to kind of make the next generation of, of vacuum cleaners, for example, right, of Dyson? So there's there's room out there always for for improvement and some really exciting um, new ideas. So there are very few um, school libraries that really have um, history books uh, for children. In other words, uh, visual history, art history books. Uh, yet there are uh, great books on the history of vacuum cleaners. And these are inexpensive paperbacks. Mm -hmm. uh, or the history of, of uh, the telephones, the history of microphones, uh, television sets, radios. Um, so we, might, we have to really develop our own classroom library of art history for children history of teddy bears. Um, What's well, so much part of this? What are what it, What is children interested in? And then how do we kind of bring that into the classroom? Um, and that's so much of what we've been talking about throughout this is, you know, taking children's ideas and um, making sure that they're incorporated and to understand that they're not always, um, the first thing is not always Rembrandt, right, or Picasso. Um, and that's not to say that we shouldn't use Rembrandt or Picasso, because I still think we should, obviously, but I think that we should start also with where kids are um, and how we can bring those interests into the classroom. And they are interested in things like their teddy bears and their phones and all of those things. So how can we teach them through those, through those objects um, and making more meaningful to their lives and in turn making it meaningful to their own art? And that's... One of the most interesting histories that uh, kids can um, contribute to and really enjoy is the history of mechanical pencils. Uh, 
even the ballpoint pens, to take these apart, school supplies apart. Yes. And um, um, it's, it's a rich history, so you can show the history of these mechanical pencils or uh, fountain pens to ballpoint pens um, by taking it apart and by looking at uh, uh, great examples in, in, uh, in school supplies from the past to the present. It's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I remember we had one uh, incident where the uh, child took apart uh, a landline phone, completely apart, and um, uh, took the sculpture that he made from it home. And the next class uh, comes to me very proud with a bag. I opened the bag. And there is the phone again in perfect condition. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> I said, how old are you? <laughs> said, you were able... No, my father felt very bad that I took the teacher's phone apart. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and thank goodness he was an engineer, so he could put it back together. Wow. In, in perfect working condition. Wow. So, <laughs> Well, we have to um, um, perhaps let the parents know that they're not <laughs> that uh, taking things apart is a journey and um, um, discovery. It's an archaeological discovery of beautiful forms and shapes that create that are the raw materials of art, and um, it's not an act of destruction. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, it's inter interesting coming from an engineer's perspective, though. Yes. Um, you know, he still had. I feel like he still had appreciation for the phone, but was just a little more worried, maybe, about his son's yeah. uh, role in this. But yeah. for sure. And some of the um, larger uh, pieces that kids uh, take apart. Um, really can be done by several children, so it's a nice team project. I remember the old ball typewriter that our secretary in the school had and donated to the art class. It took four children to take it apart. <laughs> Two periods. Wow. <laughs> and hundreds of parts yielded. In other words, it was a great uh, reward of hundreds of parts after they took it apart. So it... Um, Many of the larger appliances can be uh, a wonderful uh, group experience. And then they decide, the children decided on what parts, who gets what parts. Yeah. And of course, they made, each one made something entirely different from, um, from the typewriter. That's the fascinating thing, what they can do from those parts. But I also find that I have lots of extra parts in my room that still are being used to this day from different things that... I don't even know where they came from, uh, but definitely different phones and things like that. And, um, the, you know, the inside of some of these uh, machines keep going and going and have many, many lives, which is nice to see, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for being with us today, for Curious About Art with George uh, from the International Association of Play-Based Art Teaching. It's been wonderful sitting around the red table with you and discussing um discussing these things and we'll speak again soon <laughs>